what's going on my people how y'all doing out there man it feels so good to be back with you guys again this is tj with another episode of the soapbox and i'm telling you man it feels so good so good to be alive in this great country of ours so listen up we're about to move into a whole different subject matter a whole different topic that we're about to tackle and i'm telling you for the next couple weeks it's gonna be a magnificent ride of transformation we're gonna make sure that we reach for the top reach straight to every bit of what we can be so look i'm not gonna hold you up any longer sit back relax and enjoy the episode Alright, so I know that last week I was talking to you guys about the possibility of us starting the roundtables this week. Well, life happens and there were some unexpected circumstances that popped up. So we're going to have to hold off on our very first roundtable. But we are going to move into the next phase of this whole cultivating process. So today we're going to start a brand new series that's probably going to last for a few weeks and we're going to to focus on some things that are really, really vital in ensuring that we move to the next level, that we keep pushing ourselves and growing and going towards the elevation of who we are and where we need to be. So as we move into this next series, I think that it's vital that we build a foundation because it's so important that we focus on the most important commodity that you have, and that's you. So one of the most important lessons that I had to learn throughout my life so far is that you are no good to anybody if you're not good. See, the totality of your well-being, whether it be physically, spiritually, mentally, should be your top priority. Now, I know when I say that, there are some people that are sitting back saying, well, my kids are my most important part of my life, or... I got to work day in and day out. I can't really focus on myself because I'm doing so much for other people. That's important. And everything that you're thinking right there is real. However, think about this. How well are you doing for these individuals if you're not in a good condition yourself? I want to make the argument today and throughout the rest of the weeks that we're going to talk about this subject that you'll be a better performer for everybody. If you start to focus on making sure that you are okay, think about it. If you run your body into the ground and work day in and day out only to die, never being able to enjoy experiencing what you work so hard for, what is the point? See, on this journey that we're about to start on, I want to point out something that is clearly a problem. There are so many people that are suffering day in and day out because they haven't had a chance to really sit back and identify just who they are. What are they here for? How do they fit in this world and this environment that continues day in and day out to try to tell them the way that they should think, how they should live, what they should look like, and the likes? Let me make something absolutely clear to you. No matter how much money you have, no matter how many cars you drive, 
no matter how much land you own, no matter how many homes you have, you can still be extremely unhappy. How often do we hear about entertainers, celebrities, people that have millions of dollars, so much money that they'll never have to want for anything in the rest of their lives, all of a sudden being strung out on drugs, going through so many different life issues, whether it's getting locked up or doing crazy stuff that damages everything around them, or worst case scenario, they take their own lives. See, this is because while they've spent so much time trying to secure material happiness, they've never taken the time to really step back and secure their inner self-worth. See, ladies and gentlemen, we have a major problem in the country and in the world. And I'm a firm believer that the truth is always found in the numbers. So I want to kind of give you guys some statistics right now so that you can see for yourself what we're dealing with when it comes down to how people actually feel about themselves. In 2020, suicide was the 20th leading cause of death overall in the United States. In 2021, just one year later, it had risen from 20th to 11th. Now, I know there are some people out there who are saying, well, we were going through a pandemic. There were people that were isolated inside of their homes. There was so much going on. And that's very true. But still, that is a 9% raise overall. That's a major issue. As a matter of fact, the numbers even get worse when we start to look at where we stand at this moment in the United States and worldwide. As it stands right now, suicide is the 11th leading cause of death in the United States. In 2021, 48,130. 83 Americans died by suicide. In that same year, there were 1.70 million suicide attempts. On average, there are 132 suicides per day. But that's just America. There's an estimated 703,000 people that die by suicide worldwide each year. A world statistic shows that over one in every 100 deaths in 2019 were the result of suicide. The global suicide rate is over twice as high among men as it is women. And America is third overall in suicide rate throughout the whole world. We are only beaten by India and China. So we are absolutely in a crisis. This is why this subject matter is so important. Because in the world that we live in, it appears that so many people are trying their best to reach out to find out who they are grasping for straws to understand exactly where they fit and when things don't end the way that they believe or they don't turn out the way that they feel they should then they fall into a depression that can very well lead to them taking their own lives and that's where we need to make sure that our efforts are strong in ensuring that people understand that you matter, that you're worth something, that there is nothing that you can go through in your life that would cause you or should cause you to believe that you should take your own life in any single way whatsoever. Now, I know that's hard to swallow sometimes, 
because people go through a lot. So that's why we want to break this thing down into bite-sized parts so that we can hopefully reach somebody out there who may be thinking that they don't matter, that no matter what they do, that they're not good enough because you are. You have everything in you, inside of you, that is necessary to make sure that happiness exists for you and for everyone that's around you. So don't give up hope in yourself. Don't give up hope in who you are and what you mean to the world. But now that we've diagnosed the problem, let's start working on the solution. So today we are going to focus on or examine rather the first enemy of self-actualization. And that is comparison. One of the world's biggest problems right now is that we seem to be obsessed with wanting to know or wanting to be a part of or wanting to see what other people are doing. Let's just take social media, for instance, at the present moment. Now, I am in no way against or anti-social media. By all means, all of the podcasts that I do, all of the posts that I do are geared through social media. So I believe that social media is a great tool when it comes down to reaching people and being able to put information in front of individuals. I run multiple businesses and those businesses can't be promoted without some type of avenue to get information to people. However, social media today has basically found great success on being able to put images in front of others for them to want to be a part of that. People are utilizing social media every day to show you all kinds of things and all this is doing is bleeding into the psyches of other individuals. Some people wake up first thing in the morning, jump on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever the case may be, and they just start following the actions and activities of other people all day long. It's like a drug. They're addicted to basically spending almost all of their time trying to follow the actions and activities of other people. The sad part about this is, is that number one, it eats up so much of your productive time, stuff that you could be doing, time that you could be spending being more active in other areas. And two, it is not reality. Most times you are only seeing the best of people or the worst of people. And trust and believe both of them exist on social media. If you want to go on social media and find somebody living their best life, you absolutely can. If you want to go on social media and find somebody living their worst life, you absolutely can. There is no shortage of people getting up there showing you the best parts of what they have going on. And there's definitely no shortage of people going on there and bleeding their hearts out, giving you all of their problems right there for you to see, read, or view. Just think about all of the different situations that we've had with law enforcement in the last few years. What has made these situations even worse is that the videos have been thrown on social media and they have been respun over and over and over again until they have basically created their own narrative. These are the issues that we run into when we start spending so much time chasing the images that are put in front of us. 
Another culprit for this is reality television. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something right now. Reality TV is not real. Much of the stuff that you see on television is scripted. And if it's not scripted, then people are told to basically sell their lives for ratings. So a lot of the stuff that you see is not reality. Yes, everybody in the world goes through issues. Everybody has problems. Everybody's lives have certain levels of drama. But if you really pay attention to what you're watching, you are watching somebody go through the most dramatic lives that you have ever seen. So chasing that is another one of the problems that we run into because there are also so many flamboyant elements that are thrown into what you are looking at on television and your psyche begins to want that to crave that. And then of course, there's the media marketing campaign. I have had many conversations with people and there are so many people out there that just do not believe that the media, and when I say the media, I mean the marketing gurus, those individuals that are trying to sell you an idea, a product, or a service, that these people do not engage in psychological warfare. Ladies and gentlemen, they study you. They look at what you like. They look at what you don't like. They read about you. They understand what makes you tick. If this were not the case, then why does there have to be a pretty woman on every ad that is trying to be sold to a man? I can't count how many times I've watched commercials of the most gorgeous people drive cars that are trying to be sold, eat sandwiches that are clearly not a part of the diet that is being used for them to look the way that they do, sell all kinds of products that are out there. And the fact of the matter is, is that's eye candy. What that does is that presents an ideal for you to picture yourself as this individual when you buy this particular thing or get this particular service. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't figured it out yet, I am telling you now that media marketing is geared towards attacking your psyche. They want you to fall into the very trap that we're talking about today. See, the world that we engage in is designed to make you feel like you don't have enough, to make you feel like you don't have enough money, that you don't look good enough, that you don't hold enough status in the world, that you are not a part of the in crowd and you need to do something. You need to change something in order for you to be a part of the people that are the movers and shakers. And this is the image that's being catered to people every day. If you sit back and watch television or go online, I promise you there is no shortage of ads that are clearly geared towards you and what the world wants you to go after. There are so many horrible, horrible things that come out of this way of thinking. And it's amazing. We sit back and we're wondering why our children are so confused. The biggest problem is that they're being catered to at an early age. There are commercials and ads and cartoons that are on all different television stations now that are clearly geared towards molding and shaping the mentality of our youth so that they can build them up to a certain thought process as they get older. 
This stuff is not by mistake. Everything that you ingest when it comes down to television and the internet is by design. None of this is done coincidentally, I promise you. But comparison doesn't have to be on a large scale. We can fall victim to this problem by just our general circle. There are some people that are trying to compare themselves to their next door neighbor. There are some people that are comparing themselves to their friends, to their family members. It even goes as far as comparing yourself to your children or your spouse. Comparison can creep in at any moment and you can find yourself falling victim to all of the negative elements that go along with it, jealousy, envy, and self-doubt. So the question is, how do we stop this enemy of comparison? How do we get ourselves to a point where we're not sitting around comparing ourselves to this person and that person or trying to make ourselves become something that we're not? Well, there's a couple of things that we need to do, and we're going to start right here. The first thing we need to establish is that you are unique. Albert Einstein said, one of the most famous quotes in all of American history when he said everyone is a genius but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid and that's something that many people run into today they are operating outside of the world that is meant for them None of us are direct clones of anybody. Yes, we have genes that have been passed to us by our parents. We share similar makeups of the family members that we have that are directly around us. Some of our immediate family members may look exactly like us. As a matter of fact, we live in a world where we definitely have seen multiple times identical twins that look exactly the same. But even though we may have strong physical appearances that are relatively the same, even though we may come from families where our genes are so strong that all of us have characteristics that shine through everything, ladies and gentlemen, none of us are the same person. We might have similar interests. We might have similar gifts. We might have similar skills that we have cultivated, but every single person is unique in their own way. And you have to approach life that way. There is no reason for you to feel inadequate because there are other people that can do what you do or that can do things that you would want to do. You are a vital part of life. You matter, you exist for a reason, and there is a purpose that is inside of you that you have to grab onto, but you cannot spend your life gauging yourself on the abilities of other people, whether it's stuff that you can or cannot do. I am a pianist. I play the keyboard pretty much most of the week. I understand that there are people out there that can play the keyboard much better than I can. I understand that there are individuals out there that can do things on the keyboard that I can't even dream about doing right now. Nevertheless, I understand too that I am who I am and I have to grow my ability, but there is a space for me. There is a space for my talents, for my skills, for my abilities, and I can't sit around gauging myself off of those that have either gone before me or those that have put in work beyond me. I just have to keep pushing forward and understand my own worth. 
Now, I have always dreamed of, or I, now, I have always, always admired saxophone players. As a matter of fact, my son just started playing the saxophone in the band. I'm really proud of him. And I have always admired that, but I've never chosen to actually pursue that at all. I admire it greatly, but it's just not me. It's not who I am. I think I've spoken numerous times on different podcasts about the fact that I am not an artist. I couldn't draw a straight line if you gave me a ruler, but I understand that and I don't chase that. See, a lot of times people chase something that they like. They chase the idea that they admire, but they don't stop to sit back and think, what is it about me? What is it that I do that's a part of me that I can actually excel? Now, granted, when it comes to skills, anybody can learn any skill. There is no skill out there that you can't actually pick up if you're willing to put the time and the effort into it. But make no mistake about it. There are parts of you talents, gifts, things that are a part of who you are that you could easily capitalize on if you would just look inside and try to find out what some of those things are. Now, the biggest thing that Einstein was trying to express to people is that you still can't hold yourself extremely critically accountable for something that is not a part of you. Man was not built to fly. We created machines that allowed us to do that. And see, a lot of times people get so upset with themselves because they just can't do what other people do. That's not fair to you. If you are not a singer, then don't be mad because you're not. Maybe you can dance. Maybe you can do poetry. And by all means, if you want to sing that bad, then take lessons. Spend hours and hours every day honing that skill so that you can do it to the best of your potential. But don't beat yourself up simply because you can't do what somebody else does. That's just a form of you being envious of who they are and where they are capable of being. Which leads me to my next point. Different doesn't mean better. Let's look at organized sports. Football sometimes can seem a little one-sided when it comes down to the salaries. We all know the highest paid position by all means is always the quarterback. He's the guy making all the offensive decisions. He's the guy with the ball in his hand more than most people on the field. And he's the guy that's responsible for developing drives that score points. So by all means, we totally understand his relevance to the game. But would you say that having a good quarterback is better than having a good offensive line? Because see, those are the guys that protect the quarterback. And I've seen many, many good quarterbacks get destroyed in games because their offensive line doesn't play well. But would you say that the offensive line is more important than the defensive line? Because the defensive line is responsible for making sure that the offense gets back on the field. The defensive line is responsible for making sure that the other offense doesn't score a bunch of points. And there are so many other parts of a football team that matter. Now, everybody doesn't get paid the same amount of money because everybody doesn't basically have the same responsibility. But ultimately, there's no way to put together a winning team without everybody contributing in their particular areas. I'll even give you another example. 
So there's a group of players on a football team, and they're called special teams. They're really only on the field for two situations. Either it's a kickoff situation or a punting situation. So usually, they're on the field much less than everybody else. But if they're horrible, they can give a game away easily in the very early parts of any drive. So they're just as important as everybody else. People give place kickers a hard time. They're the individuals who kick field goals. And usually they're only out there for one, maybe two plays, but ultimately making sure that the football goes through the uprights to score field goal points, whether it's an extra point or a field goal. Now, you can talk about how much those individuals don't matter, but I am a football watcher. And for years, I have seen many games come down to those individuals more so than anybody else. As a matter of fact, there are games that have literally been won simply because the kicker has kicked every single point that the team scored that particular game. I don't necessarily want to go on a football tangent, and I'm definitely not going to sit here and give you all the intricacies of football. But what I am telling you is, is that just because your position is different on your job, in your home, in your friend circle, whatever the case may be, different doesn't necessarily equate to better. A better is a condition of performance. And by all means, if you want to compare yourself to somebody else that does exactly what you do, then you can go through all of those mental processes where you figure out whether or not you're better than that person at that particular skill. But you can't sit back and look at the skills and abilities, the talents, or the responsibilities of other people and start to feel bad because you feel Feel like what they do is better or what they're responsible for is better. You have a contribution to every situation. It's just like a household. A mother has certain elements that she brings to the table and a father has certain elements that he brings to the table. When it comes to a job and you look at the various positions in each job, everybody has something that they bring to the table. There are no big I's and little U's. Despite the fact that some people want to set that up because of our class system or because of the way that you want to have some type of hierarchy of how good people feel about where they are and what they can do. But one thing that I can tell you now, as a leader of men, it is vital that you understand that you are a part of a team and that everybody that is a part of that team is a contributing factor to the team's success. You can't be the big guy on campus and everybody else is the little dogs that just follow underneath you and believe that you are going to tower over the world in your ingratiated position. Please understand that that mentality is not something that is going to serve anybody well, but it is also vital that you don't go the other way simply because you have a position that doesn't require you to be in the know, simply because you have a position that doesn't ask you to be active in so many different situations. It does 
does not mean that your position is not important. It doesn't mean that the job that you do is not vital to the success of the overall machine. You have to make sure that you take pride in whatever piece of the puzzle is given to you. If we worked in a fast food restaurant and my sole job was to mop the floor, then I promise you those are going to be the best looking floors you've ever seen in your life because I am going to take full pride in what it is that I do and I am not going to lower my standards or my belief in myself simply because I'm not the store manager. You have to make sure that you are not lowering your belief in yourself simply because there are people in other positions doing things that you want to do. You can't do that. That puts you in a pathway to depression and destruction. When you start to believe that just because somebody else is different than you, that they're better than you. This country has a long history of of identifying difference and creating classes based off of those differences and look at where it has got us. Now we are still dealing with the residual of years of racism, prejudice, sexism, and all kinds of different oppressive approaches to life. We cannot cause that to be an internal part of who we are and how we choose to move forward in the world. The next one is vitally important too. People show you what they want you to see. How many of you guys have ever experienced a big event at your house for Christmas or Thanksgiving? Do you know I can still remember the days when I was a little boy and I was at my mom's house and we would spend so much time cleaning the living room, cleaning the kitchen, getting things straight, cutting the grass, because we knew that the whole family was coming over to eat Thanksgiving dinner. Or on Christmas, we knew everybody was coming over to get presents and those types of things. You all have experienced that. Now, let's think about this thing. How much time do we spend preparing our homes for visitors? I have a best friend. He is OCD. He is a clean and neat freak. And he even spends a a large amount of time prepping his house for events for people coming over. Why do we do that? We do it because we have been geared. We have been trained to make our positions look the best for people that are going to be viewing it. That's why Facebook and Twitter are absolutely horrible representations of people because they only show you the very best of a person or the very worst. People don't go on Facebook and show you just what they're doing every day. Nobody goes on Facebook and just streams live as they sit at the doctor's office waiting to be called in the back. Nobody goes on Facebook and streams live as they're just driving down the road, going to work every morning because they don't want to show you the mundane. They want to show you the highlights, the climaxes of life. When they have a baby, when they get married, when they go on vacation, when they go on a cruise, when they do all of these different major things, major events. And then you decide, oh my God, this is how life is. Why isn't my life like that? Why am I not on the cruise? Why am I not in the mountains? Why am I not on the beach? It's because everybody does that in their own time. But people show you the best parts of their life as if that is the everyday, all day events that are happening. And it's not. We get the same type of representation when we look at television shows, music videos, 
shows and movies. People are demonstrating to you the best parts of who they are. Or the other way, people are showing you the worst parts. I can't tell you how many times that people go on social media and talk about the pains that they're going through, issues in their lives, issues in their families. And you read this stuff and you think in your head, yep, that's how it is all the time. Every day there's something else. We're dealing with this. We're dealing with that. Those are the psychological games that you play with yourself and they train your mind to believe this. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Let me make this clear to you. There is absolutely nobody in the world, even in third world countries, there is nobody in the world that is suffering all the time. Now, granted, I understand there are some people in some really bad situations. There are some people that live in conditions that I wouldn't even dream about, but even they find moments when they can smile. Even they find moments when they laugh. Even they find moments when they enjoy something. But when you start to cater to your psyche because you're looking at this stuff on a regular basis, of people just constantly going through all the trials and tribulations of life, then you start to believe that that's what life is. Well, we all know life is a roller coaster. We have ups and we have downs. We ebb and we flow. We understand that. That is the true reality of life, of nature, of this existence that we are a part of. But you wouldn't know that if you looked at the news. You wouldn't know that if you looked at the political climate that we live in today. You would believe that the world is in turmoil and that every single thing that's happening around you is horrible. Earthquakes every day, storms the whole nine yards, people getting robbed and killed, and that's all that life is. And that is not true. You cannot fall victim to what you are being presented whether it's the best of people or the worst of people. However, that leads me to my next point. Everybody suffers. You are not alone. There is nothing in this world that would suggest that you are the only person going through a hard time. Everybody faces problems. Everybody has issues. I would almost guarantee that the vast majority of the world are going through health problems, financial problems, and all kinds of other issues. If you have children, guess what? Your children are going to do stuff that you don't want them to do. If you have people that are a part of your life that have a difference of opinion in how they should spend their money, guess what? There are going to be problems there. People are going through issues. It is not an abnormality that you have a mountain of problems that you face on a daily basis because everybody does. You cannot get into a position where you are starting to believe that you are the only person going through because that begins to create a world in your mind where you feel like you are singled out from the world's existence. And that is not true. Yes, you may be going through something that is absolutely horrible. I understand. I've been there multiple times. And yes, it may appear that you are the only person going through it in your general circle. But I would almost guarantee you 
that somewhere in the world, there's somebody going through the same situation or at least similar. Now, there's one more thing that I can absolutely guarantee you. There is somebody in the world going through worse. You can't name something that somebody else isn't going through something worse than what you're going through. I promise you, there are people right now who are complaining because they can't buy the new iPhone. Not even thinking about the fact that somewhere across the world, there's somebody that doesn't even have a phone, period. You're complaining because you can't get the type of water that you want to drink from the store. And there are some people in the world who don't have access to water at all. You're mad because you can't buy the house or the car that you want. And there are some people who don't have homes. That's why I don't spend time crying about what I don't have. I don't spend time complaining about the stuff that I can't get yet. Because the truth of the matter is there's somebody somewhere that's doing far worse than I am. So when you start to think, oh my God, the world hates me. God doesn't love me because I can't do certain things. There are people that are coming home from wars with one leg, one arm, can't see. There are people that are dealing with major health issues. They're fighting cancers and they're fighting all types of diabetic issues and things of that sort. And you are walking around and you have the audacity to be upset because you can't buy a pair of shoes that you want or you can't seem to go somewhere because you ran out of this or you ran out of that. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody is going through. Stop acting like the world is in some type of blissful position and you are the only person that ain't there. It's not true. So you have to establish that and stop comparing yourself to these people that are telling you every single day that their life is heaven. Every time somebody asks me a question, hey, how you doing? I tell them I'm doing wonderful. That's not because of the fact that everything in my life is wonderful. That's because I choose to look at the great parts of life, the positive parts, the good that's there, as opposed to spending so much time talking and complaining about the issues that aren't right. That does nothing for anybody. And I want to tell you something else. Even if you start doing that and you give out these pity parties that you want to have, that still doesn't fix your issue. If you're having an issue and you put it out there to the world and you want them to just give you all these tears and pats on the back, after they do all that, you do realize your issue is still there. The problem is still present. They didn't fix anything by giving you their sympathy. They could fix something if they gave you a hand or gave you some help. But they're not fixing anything by giving you some type of pat on the back and telling you, oh, I'm so sorry. That doesn't do anything but help your ego. And it really only does that for a short amount of time. Because eventually, you're going to be back in the same position that you were in before. And the same feelings are going to be there. So you've got to learn to get past that. But stop comparing yourself to other people. Because I promise you, when you keep up with the Joneses, the Joneses have problems too. When you envy individuals who are rich, the rich have have problems too. So don't sit around and beat yourself up because you feel like you're the only person in the world going through something because you're not. And then finally on this comparison deal, we need to establish that happiness does not come from stuff. You do not earn yourself happiness. Happiness does not come from you buying houses, cars, clothes, shoes, land, whatever. 
Happiness doesn't come from you accumulating items. Happiness comes from internal self-worth, understanding your position in the world. Some of the happiest people I know don't have a lot of money. Some of the saddest and most depressed people I know have tons of money. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you that the rich are miserable despite what they show you and that the poor are absolutely wonderful despite what they look like. What I'm telling you is those individuals, regardless of whether they are rich or poor, find happiness in their internal situation. How do they feel about where they are, about who they are? I know a lot of wealthy people who are extremely happy, but they have found happiness in the process. They have found happiness along the journey, realizing that they feel fulfilled because they went out there and struggled. They went out and fought for what they want and got it and continued continue to fight for what they want even more. I know people who aren't as wealthy, who are just as happy because they understand the position that they're in. They understand that they're fighting and striving for the betterment of their family, for the betterment of their community. There has to be an understanding within yourself that you are going to seek happiness in being who you are and where you are. Thankful for what you have, grateful for the opportunity to push forward. Not sitting around saying, man, if I just had had this or man if I just had that now you're falling into the same hole of depression that so many people have fallen in look at the situations that we've seen in the past rich people people with tons of money all types of fame and fortune and you wake up one morning and there's a tragic news story about them taking their lives in the middle of the night killing themselves because they could not find happiness within themselves they had all of the world in their hands, but yet they decided that they still didn't have enough. If you chase stuff, you'll never have enough of it. I promise you. There'll always be more. There'll always be something else to have, something else to gain. Your appetite will never be satisfied. That's why it is vitally important that you try to make sure that you strive for betterment of yourself and you strive for the ability to be happy with who you are and where you are. Now, I am not sitting here and telling you not to shoot for the stars. If you have dreams of being a millionaire, then by all means go for it. But the one thing I don't want you to hinge your happiness on is whether or not you achieve it. Don't be bitter because you shot for the stars and hit the moon. You didn't reach your goal that you were striving for or that things in your life happened and you had to change. There are a lot of people that are out there right now that are bitter because they had goals when they were in high school. They messed around, made a decision, had kids, and they couldn't reach that goal. And now they're sitting around miserable because they didn't do what they wanted to do. And that causes internal strife and envy and regret towards their children. That's not fair. If your life changed, find happiness in the change. Find happiness in the striving, in the struggle that is in front of you. I will never forget a statement that was made on one of the shows that I watched when they were talking about football teams and they were comparing them. One of the statements that they made is, is that you play the team that is in front of you. You don't play the team that you played last week and you don't play the team that you're playing next week. You play the team that is in front of you at that particular moment. That is how you have to live life and be satisfied 
satisfied with moving forward in your current position. You have to play the team that's in front of you. If your life decisions cause you to be in whatever position that you're in, then you deal with that position and that position alone. Don't spend a whole bunch of time trying to worry about what you could have been. Don't spend a whole bunch of time resenting the fact that things didn't go the way that you wanted them to. You make sure you spend all of your time, the majority of your time and effort in striving to be the best that you can be in the position you're in and push forward for what you want, for what you dream about. But don't ever fall victim to the internal strife and struggle that exists when you start to think about the fact that you could have had something different in life. That can become such a horrible, horrible ditch that you dig for yourself that sometimes, many times, people can't get out of. You find happiness in you. You find happiness in the abilities that you have. And you find happiness in the path that you are on in life. And stop comparing yourself to what you could have been or what tomorrow could bring. You be who you are now and find joy and happiness in that. And I promise you, your life will change before your very eyes. Well, that's all I got for you guys this week. I'm telling you, this is a major issue in the world. I read the statistics to you. You see what's going on. People are not finding worth in themselves. And we have to push forward to try to help people understand that they are important, that they matter. So we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people, to other things, and start focusing on who we are and where we want to be in life. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Peace.